0: Hello and welcome, damn, episode 10 of the Penny Mining Podcast, Uh, you're with your host Tyson Jones Penny and Zach Miner and we're stoked to be finally back doing this, we've been super busy of late but we are back and committed to doing regular podcasts, this one we just jumped in, just Zach and I and I think it was really, really important for us to do, we touch on a lot of stuff and I really hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening. I was thinking about I was thinking about this the other day, like I very rarely watch any like web edits anymore. Really? Yeah.
1: I'm kinda of the same, but I just surprised don't, that you do not because 'cause you're in the shop all the time. Oh
0: uh, I'll I'll definitely will watch like I watched the new cult one that came out and I'll watch ones that take my fancy And it's weird because I'll sometimes watch, like, The Feast recap if that happens. Right. But I just don't really... I I don't really live past the era that I just like to be about. Like, I would prefer to just watch props, like the old props. Oh, sick. Rather than be like, what's going on here? Because I just feel like it's all so regurgitated these days. Yeah. Which, like, sounds weird coming from someone who likes tabletops, because how many tabletops can someone possibly do? But I just still get... Pumped on it? Hyped on that, rather than being like, oh, what's the new dude doing? What's the new dude doing? And I I was actually thinking about this. This was one thing that I wanted to talk about, was just the other night we watched the new Jimmy Levan
1: oh, docker. Pull up, go fast.
0: Or? Yeah, go fast, pull up.
1: Yeah.
0: And... um One, it's really sick doco. And two, it's pretty sad. Like it's pretty, it gets pretty heavy about like, it's not like it's like melodramatic or anything like that, but it's pretty serious him talking about like his head injuries and shit like that. Oh, it's not even really him talking about his head injuries, like it just is. And then they show like that he's not in a good way. But... The main thing was that I was thinking afterwards, I was like, man, we just, something needs to happen where our legends need to be celebrated more. Like, like this dude is just, like once you watch the video, you realize how influential he was and how important he is to BMX. Yeah. And how important there's a lot of people that just aren't celebrated the way that like.
1: Yeah, it's kind of past and then they're forgotten.
0: Yeah. Like Mike Aiken, for example, he's starting to just fade into the background. Like yeah. people are, you know, the new kids aren't going to be like, oh, I do this trick because it's like an ape can move. Yeah. And I was just sort of thinking like it would be sick to know how to like bring that celebration of our legends back and that sort of kind of gets me back to the whole point about the watching new stuff. Like I feel like I haven't finished watching the old stuff yet like i'm i'm definitely not against new writing and i'm i love watching all the new shit that goes down with people and when i see something on instagram from someone who i don't follow or you know like it gets shared on dig or something i'm hyped if it's like a dope trick but i'm still haven't i'm not done with like Looking at the stuff that I was influenced by ten years ago, like it's still yeah. not old to me. Yeah, it's not like I'm living in the past. It's just that it's like, man, there's still so much that I can because I think draw when, you, from that. when you
1: go back and watch like props and stuff like that, you you draw from a lot of things that you've never seen before. Like yeah, and it, as you get older, you kind of take a different interpretation of yeah. what props is, and like being on the road and getting out, and and even like. You know the props where it's just like an interview, or it's like you know, shop tour or something like that. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's that was a piece of time that like it was pretty cool back then because there wasn't any social media and stuff like that. So like that was all you were fed, and that's that's all you longed for. You'd you'd watch that, and you you knew that rider or you knew that that team or something like that, and it was based around you know if they. Like especially props. If you're on props, like you're celebrated already. Yeah. But then now watching it later, if you're on props back then, you're the dude. Like yeah. You you're like, and you're you're still a staple piece in BMX, no doubt. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And it shouldn't be forgotten. I reckon. Like. Yeah. It's sad that you know, like, there's so many dudes from back in them days that, like, are f- not forgotten, but you know, just kind of left behind a little bit. Yeah. But there's so many dudes that you could all tell a story on because they all were a personal piece back then. Yeah. Like, that everyone had to be different. Yeah. And I think that, I'm probably ranting, but I think no. that like, you know, you, people doing podcasts these days is the baby step, but you could do a doco on every dude. like
0: Yeah. There's so many more guys to hear the story about, for sure.
1: Like even Doyle, for instance. Like Doyle's still in the game. Yeah. But you could tell his story of like, you know, nearly having, having that like, heart attack two years yeah. ago, but leading up to that, the, the glory run to where he is now, he's still successful. Uh, yeah.
0: I kind of feel like the whole, like, being, um, it's so quick, like, fame is so quick, it seems, lately, and you can really make your own fame with, like, Instagram or whatever, and I know we've talked about this a lot before, but the like what's missing from a lot of people like from a lot of people's understanding is like that road to glory like I love the fact that like in the Jimmy Levan documentary for example they talk about how he was this young dude that lived in um, Louisville and then he got sponsored by S&M for I can't remember if it was for racing specifically or just for like, dirt jumping or whatever, and then he got signed on Huffy, like, there's so many things that he did that, by these standards, people would be like, what the fuck, what a sellout, and they even sort of touch on that in the movie, like, it's sick that they're like, he fucking left s to ride for Huffy, but, like, that's kind of part and parcel as to why BMX is where it is today, because he was able to take, like, BMX to a bigger brand, uh, but still showcased that, like, Jimmy the Van style. It can
1: be cool. You so know what I
0: mean? Yeah, like, yeah. he's he was st- he's a cool rider, and he's, like, obviously gotten more, I guess, trendy as time's gone on. Like, he's forged his own path with the whole metal thing, but, like, when he's younger, he's still got that little, like, showy style, like the punk rock style, but he's riding for Huffy. Yeah. And for Huffy to be even pushing that even a little bit, it's pretty mm. sick to, like to think that that type of thing had an influence on, like, a lot of writers. And I always talk about that. I talk about that a little bit as to where, like, people weren't always hardcore. As far as, like, say you and me, right? Like, we've been writing for a long time, Mm -hmm. 20 years plus. And I I would say that we're as hardcore BMX as it gets. But we were once 12-year-old dudes who looked up to basically whoever was in the magazine that we were able to get. And people forget that that those those 12-year-old kids that don't have really any idea, they can turn out to be like fucking Joe Rich if they wanted to, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really know... Like, when you meet a young kid and they're, like, into something whack, but they're on a BMX bike, like, of course you can give them, like, a little bit of a nudge and be like, dude, like, this is sick. Like, yeah, like yeah. SMM is sick or whatever, yeah. like, cult or whatever it is. Because that's part of the culture. You're kind of, like, yeah. immersed in it already. Yeah. And the homies already look
1: after you, like, in yeah. that way. But I think, like, going through, like, I guarantee you that I had fads that were probably, you know, like you know not admired like there was companies that I probably looked up to that you know only like even talking about like Colin McKay's uh, podcast when he was on Split and stuff like that I used to buy Split clothes and stuff (laughs) Yeah. but when you really think about it it's like man it's just it's a product that he was selling because and you idolized him because he was and I guess like all those dudes are glorified rock stars you you look up to them you kind of want to be a bit of what they've got like for sure if I buy split pans I'm gonna
0: do fucking three whips it doesn't happen yeah yeah I yeah it's um it's definitely a a trip out to be sort of old enough to then look back and see that type of thing emerging like like I also sort of think about how uh you know like the new top rider of today is like someone who has a vlog like i couldn't believe how many people, like, at the Vans comp, like, people were like, oh, do you know if Big Boy's going to be there? And it's like, Big Boy, like, yeah. do you not, not realise Joe Rich is going to be there? Like, yeah. do you not realise Ruben that Arnton Ruben's, Tire. yeah, Ruben's going to be there? Like, and I get it, like, because I guess now vlogs it's are the, the magazine of... Of the of this generation, yeah. where it's like whatever is kind of in your face is popular culture. Yeah, what's going to be popular. Yeah, but it's just it's just so mind blowing to me that <laughs> that's where I kind of circle back around to the whole like you know celebrating our legends or or somehow being able to say to a new generation of writers like look maybe you need to sit down and watch like Etnies Forward or something like yeah. Maybe you need to, you know, see something, some of these older videos, or maybe just watch a props. Like, I'm sure, like, people would be frothing on props. Like, because if you think about vlogs, like, of course, the writing isn't. Progr- I mean, I'm sure people do progressive writing in vlogs, but yeah. for the most part, they're just writing. Yeah. And they're talking to the camera. And that's what Road Fools was. Yeah. That's what props was. Like, that was talking to the camera we did this and this on a certain day but it's like filmed way better than a vlog is and the writing is way better Mm. so it doesn't really matter whether it was filmed in 2001 or 2019 like people are still going to like be able to
1: relate to it
0: yeah relate to it and, and be like and to be honest like even going back and watching some of the props from like when we were teenagers. Yeah. Like, 18. Like, if you watch a Metro Jam or some shit, like, the writing Dude. is off the fucking chain, man. Like.
1: Metro Jams <laughs> were something else, man. I used to long to watch those yeah. things. Yeah. And because you had to wait for props to come out. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like it was on the internet the next no. week. And it's it's insane, man. Yeah. And shout out, shout out to those dudes, because they ran a good event. And it was like, you could tell that the... It was kind of like a sick course setup back then. It was almost like the backyard jams and stuff like that. Like, yeah, like those kind sort of those sort of park setups that were fabricated were built for the riders to make a sick event. It wasn't just like, oh, like, and I, I'm not shitting on fire and nothing like that, but you know, like that's the next level of like. But this was like the fun. You, anybody could turn up and yeah. turn it on and. Yeah, I think it's like a bit of a dying thing
0: not dying I think it's just a done thing that needs to be brought back a little yeah, bit yeah I think so too like which maybe is coming back like the Vans thing was pretty sick to be able to just the regional qualifier was pretty impressive oh I yeah
1: think. but I just mean like a fabricated park
0: that's oh yeah like where it's that's something that that's everyone that's sick yeah like, yeah yeah
1: I, I wish that would come back like it was almost like kind of like that way with the Jew tour a little bit Yeah. in the end. But I think that like Metro, man, Metro did it the best. Like they had yeah. everything and every year it changed. Yeah. Simple, man. I guess simple is like yeah, I guess what it simple. is now. Yeah. And I feel like the problem is that the riding styles have changed a little bit. So you're trying to create a park that's diversified for everybody. And that's kind of hard. It's still sick. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that era yeah. back then and I, I guess kind of like those famed people like made it f- for themselves kind of thing. They did it all their own back. And like I think like even Jim in the band being a standout for his time, that was just because it was so organic back then. And I think if you weren't – like everyone had their own individual style and it wasn't – you had to be fit to a, a mold – which was what, I guess, the internet does these days. Um, so I think back then it was people stood out heaps more. And yeah. And it, it's, it's awesome that it's still around, but I think it, it needs to be celebrated that you need to be a little bit unique as well in for this sure. day and age. Yeah, like,
0: for sure. It's um, the way... I think it was the way that... Uh, you know like you would just stare at a photo and at the time i guess when people had you know factory jerseys on and stuff like that and then you see someone like jimmy the van who's got like the leopard print shirt on that he got from fucking salvos or whatever from like a thrift store it's such a probably pretty refreshing at that point in time to see that in a magazine because at the time, I guess, like, pros were... were factory writers, Mm. you know? And I think now it's kind of gone, like... People are... I think people are uh, individual. Like, if you look at you, like, you're super, like... You have, like, your own unique style, like, the way you dress and things like that. And I think it's important for people to to sort of keep that rather than be like, oh, I'm, I'm homogenizing down into this like, little pot of okay. what is acceptable in BMX, you yeah. know? Which I think is kind of interesting even just thinking like, yeah, for me personally, like how I've just, I like not wearing BMX clothes so much if I'm gone. Like I like wearing BMX clothes if I'm at a BMX event or whatever, but at the same time I... <laughs> I kind of don't like. I just. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it's just funny, and, and it doesn't mean that I like BMX any less. It's just that, I just like what I like. I know. Leave like, you a little
1: personal touch.
0: Yeah, sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can just wear what you want to wear, and it doesn't yeah. have to be like so BMXy or whatever. Because I think we talked about that one other time. Yeah, the fashion
1: is very much, and BMX is so individual. The fashion is an extension of how you ride anyway yeah they're like i think it's and it goes in more it morphs into different eras like these days it's like the rolled up pants like yeah you know you got like the at the ankle it's rolled up and stuff like that and the shirt's tucked in and it's like it's changing again and i think that's just fashion in itself like mm-hmm. you know like and
0: yeah for sure the
1: riding style and I was saying this to somebody the other day, Like, this is a little bit of a different shift in conversation as well, but style is lost in BMX these days. Like I feel like everyone's really just doing, like even for instance, and I'm not ragging on nobody, but like you go to a competition and everyone's stoked to just do the trick. It's not about making it look good. It's oh, like, yeah. if you just do the trick, it's like that's part of your run, but like, yeah. and a lot of people are forming like that but then the standout ones, they're the dudes that have just got that little bit extra, you know, like they, yeah. they poured a bit, their own flavor to it and stuff like that. And I think back when, you know, the Metro Jams and stuff, everybody was, had their style. It was yeah. like, nobody was really trying to be like anybody else. Like, everyone was trying to be like Aiken, of course. But, like, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: but I mean, it was different back then to what it is now. Like, even like a, I seen a video of just a kid on like a plaza at it and he, he was happy just to do the bar spin but like man like and I wasn't I'm not ragging on him at all but I mean like perfect that like go back and like I remember we used to do tail tap after tail tap after tail tap to like figure out your own little style yeah, and make, like, it make it smooth and come in yeah, yeah. it's like people are just happy just to be able to do the bar spin and oh yeah I did that trick like it's like oh man like go a little bit further like change it up a bit
0: yeah I guess the pursuit of like doing the hard trick is kind of outweighs the like pursuit of making it look a certain way. But I don't like I've kind of come to grip for me personally, I'm just speaking through personal experience, like I've come to grips with the fact that I'm just never gonna be that dude that has that like fluid you know, like Tyrone has that style that's just like yeah. Fluid and looks like kind of effortless you but know but that's
1: that, I don't want you to ever think that you need to be that like no, you've got your own but style I,
0: yeah like I think it's just like one of those things where you always wish you're like man i sick <laughs> if I could just ride that like Chase Hawk man, yeah but I guess very, you just yeah yeah, it's just I insane. hate that chasing that make
1: it look so good. Yeah. And it just looks so effortless. Like and I can say the same thing for Russell, like you got yeah, like that. at the snails, like it's just like next yeah. level smooth. Like and you think you can just drop in after him and do that line or that, yeah. that run just as clean as it is, but it never is the same. Like that dude oozes stees. Yeah. It's so true. Man. We um and I find that like Trail dudes pick up a bit of steez throughout the years
0: because there's only so many times you can jump a straight jump and then not figure out your own personal... Yeah, the little finesse. Yeah. Those little micro-movements that make it look so good. Definitely. Because I think That's Russell, right. Russell's gotten more stylish as time's gone by. Like <laughs> I don't even, it's, it's pretty crazy to watch, really, to think that like a dude that already was stylish would look more, like he looks better on his bike now than he yeah. ever did. Which is pretty exciting because our. I think we're all you all guys are.
1: At those particular trails as well. And maybe I'm biased because I don't go to a lot of trails, but like, you guys have all progressed in style. In what I watch and stuff like that, it's kind of cool just to sit there and, like, half time when I go there and sit at the, at the hut. It's cool to just see when people are actually on. Like, they've been riding for four weeks straight and then they're on. Because that's when you know that they're, like, they're, like, they're feeling it and then just like pulling up that a little bit more and tweaking a little bit more and trails aren't about like going and doing tricks it's just like yeah it's about that pull up a little bit more and like yeah. roasting through the table and laying it over a little bit lower
0: and stuff like that like yeah it's very true man gotta fucking ride more zach <laughs> <laughs> me and you both dude. yeah me and you both so you've been busy
1: dude, it, it,
0: tell me about tell me what's been happening Cause I haven't even really seen you. I guess that's why we haven't been doing this for a while.
1: Yeah. So
0: it's 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 sort of
1: been funny because I've I've sort of been focusing on myself, and uh, there's a certain point where you like you you just float through life and you you work a job and you make a, a steady income and stuff like that. And then I've been lucky in, in every job that I've ever jumped through. I've learned a little bit of the trade and come through and, and stuff like that. But now it's um, gotten to a point where I've been a sole trader for a bit that you can only do that for so long and chase the work before you realize that you really just need to go out on your own and yeah. like start a business on your own. And um, And I think a lot of that is like, I wanted to talk... When we did talk to Russell about it, I was talking about um, being your own mentor. Like, you don't really have anybody else to look up to in BMX because you've got people you admire and stuff like that, but you're your own boss. You're like... You control... And that's a big step in the direction of where I'm going with my own business at the moment, doing the roofing and just whatever sort of stuff. But I've, like, dove into it head first and, like, I think us BMXers are creative people anyway... They're like, I turn around and I look at people like Luke Wayman and, you know, like Russell, all starting their own businesses and stuff like that. Yeah. And being incredibly good at their job because they have that attention to detail with what BMX is doing. So so I've been lucky. I've been literally just working my butt off for like the last six months, started a business and now it's getting to the point where like the recognition's getting bigger than, than what I'm capable of. Like I'm like, you know, like getting offered big jobs and stuff like that where I now have to put on staff. Oh wow. So I'm fully turning into this adult where (laughs) I'm like having to think about like, these moments don't come around all too often that you really gotta chase it. But then, that's awesome. But then the BMX side lacks, like it it sucks because I feel really good in in, in one hand. And then the one thing that keeps me stable I'm not doing enough yeah and it's a really weird balance and i find that maybe a lot of people find this as they get older and they realize that you know bmx is like put on the wayside a little bit and they either chase the work thing and trying to find that balance of riding for me it's so hard because bmx is huge for me i feel like that like you know like the camaraderie the just the the stress relief that excitement of just even just getting a manual lock in or a new trick or something like that that's that's hard for me to let go so like I said on one hand it's awesome the other hand it's like I'm just trying to find a balance and it's it's really weird which is good it's it's all good yeah I think it and even the hardest bit now is like um focusing like I can't like, for instance, I really want to do a project, video project, but...
0: Like a BMX video project? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And do something that's solid because you just never know um, how long you, you've you got left, really. And yeah. I don't mean that in a way that, like, I'm going to be broken off next week, but I mean work-wise. Like, so as you're chasing all this and as it's getting bigger for me, it's like you really do start to think about your future and how you're going to make money and stuff like that that, like, I really want to just do one more project that's, like, rock solid, go hard. Um, and in doing that, I had to decide what my focus was. Like, um, like ideally, I'd love to just do, like, a banging street at it, which means you have to focus on, like, just being at the plaza, just like locking shit in and whatever but you lose focus of just riding park for the fun of it yeah yeah and because you've got squash time to get a a session in you're like just constantly just riding the plaza that you lose all that other steezy stuff in the bowl and then like action comes around and all you want to do is ride the bowl and it really can fuck you up like you're like yeah you can either go into it and be like have a good session but you're not you're not like um yeah, I guess you're not in that routine where you, you feel comfortable. Yeah. And so that's been the hardest bit. It's like these last six months is like just sort of um getting everything in line to want to do this project and I think that's gonna work out, but I just feel like it's it's growing up, man, it's feel like this is this whole shift where I'm realising that, you know, like BMX is important to me. And like going to all the events is important to me keeping a face up is really cool but like you're just having the time to make time to feel good on the bike is lacking
0: yeah and so it's was... yeah i actually thought about i it's funny that you say that because i i drove away from work today we're obviously just shops just around from the skate park and as i round the corner every day i always look out like as i'm leaving just to see who's riding the park and I saw like just a bunch of kids that were um, you know, like sixteen, like and they're all on school holidays and I was just thinking Oh man, like, there were
1: the days. Damn, like
0: this is so crazy to think and even like like today, like we like I was working and uh Rissa's kids were in the shop and Riley, his uh nine year old son was like just couldn't wait to get on the computer and play like computer games or whatever and which i totally get like i'm this isn't like a um having to go at riley but it's not until you grow up a bit more and you're like man i wish i had just this time to be like what am i going to do on my school holidays play games or go ride the skate park maybe i'll do both and then like because now it's like you know like you're working super hard like i in the last six months or so which is kind of why the podcast for both of us hasn't been cracking is because we're just both working like such such monstrous hours and it's just really dawns on you like how important bmx is but then at the same time it's like like i can totally understand now why people get almost too tired to ride in a way like they like you know i've spoken to a lot of dudes that are tradies that ride that are like man i just get home i'm just fucked and i'm not a tradie like at all but i can understand where like the whole you know the responsibility of like your work is your livelihood yeah and, and really
1: it comes first yeah But then this one thing that's held you together for so long and that's yeah
0: that's and like bmx is the ultimate and in in now i kind of have a bit more of an appreciation for the people that do ride and you know people talk about like weekend warriors and shit like that and almost in a bad way like oh what you're only riding once a week now like and now I get it it's like not that I'm looking to only ride once a week I'm looking to ride as much as I can and I still like you say like I want to push my my riding yeah and I still feel like I'm riding quite you know like quite good and I feel like I've got plenty left to fucking keep going up yeah. forward or whatever you want to say but I can understand now where it's for the people that are riding once a week but they're making the effort to go ride once a week that's fucking sick yeah. like that shouldn't be looked down upon because they're only riding once a week and they used to ride four times a week No, you know they're like they know how important BMX is to them but they're working like fucking crazy hours but they're making it happen even if so it's so true and it's just been a crazy shift for me to to realise that because, you know, I used to... Not that I would ever... I was never, like, ever hanging shit on anyone like that, but yeah. I would always be like, man, how come that dude doesn't ride no more?
1: Yeah.
0: Because he'll be like, I only, I rode, like, a couple weeks ago or I rode a month ago, like... But now I can kind of understand, like... Like, I'm a dude who my entire world revolves around BMX, like... yeah. yeah. As far as, like... My you live business. and breathe. Yeah, like man. everything about it. And I love it to death. But there is you know, like time. It's I a do... talking
1: point for a lot of people. Like you see all these people you haven't seen in, you know, a couple of weeks. And you're like, Oh, you've been riding. It's just yeah. like it's a it's a go to for you because <laughs> yeah. your life is BMX. Yeah, yeah. And you're a part of the shop. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure that back in the day you probably got a little bit Um. Not burnt out, but you kind of just felt a way about people that didn't ride as much as they probably could and should. Yeah, but yeah. I guess, like, as you see it now, you, you, and I, and I, I feel for the people that don't even have lights at their skate park, you know, like, coming in to F- Daler Yeah, Savings.
0: man, for sure. And, We're very you
1: know, lucky, like. People in the country and stuff like that, that, and I remember being, like, dude, you'd finish school and you'd just go for a session and it's like, you'd ride until dark and, like, everything revolved around BMX and then as you get older you have relationships and you have friends and groups and family and yeah that that like weighs into your time and then on top of that you're like you might have kids and stuff like that like which is a game changer again like
0: yeah completely yeah and that's where i i definitely uh i get it now like i get that people there's still bmx's and like people need to feel empowered like i think people need to feel less ashamed I'm guessing if people, maybe people do feel ashamed if they're not riding as much as they wish that they could or they, that they did. Yeah. And they also maybe feel like, fuck, like I can't ride the way I used to. But it's not the reason what, like the reason that you need to come back to is that you like, you love it. And like, if you can ride once a week or once every two weeks, then fuck it. Like, yeah. It's you know so much better than not. It's so much better <laughs> than riding so not like not riding at all. Exactly, you know? and I feel like I
1: preach this to people. I'm like, man, like never give it up. Like you're good at riding. Like you know, like all these dudes that like I always grew up with, or even people I bump into now that like haven't seen in a while. I'm like, man, get back on the bike, give me a ring. And I'm not the most like outgoing person. Like someone messaged me. Like some days I just can't be there, but like. This, it's that little bit of a, a nudge to get back into riding could change somebody because if you're talented in BMX man don't ever lose that because that's your out like that's your your relief yeah. in your week man that's like you're good at something yeah. you don't have to be the best you don't have to do tricks every time no. you go for a ride but I guarantee if you rode once a week for the next year you'd feel amazing
0: oh for sure you'd yeah there's like, all
1: these endorphins you feel great you fucking yeah. go home you're pumped it's like you'd be reborn again
0: yeah it's
1: complete it's so true like it's and i find that with us like even you know like you got hurt recently and stuff like that yeah that would have been a bit of a struggle for you through the summer because yeah it was right in peak season and then you got to do that recovery bit and then get psyched on it all over again i'm sure you're psyched but like yeah you got to turn it on again yeah I and especially leading up to, like, you know, like, a like a Van's Bowl and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that was... You've got to
1: really get your mind right and stuff, like... Yeah. On top of just trying to
0: get a session in every week. Yeah, that... I mean... Like, I... Over summer, obviously, you get a good chance with Daylight Savings to ride a lot more, and I felt like I was riding, like, a reasonable amount, like, definitely a few times a week. Um... But then I broke my foot and I was like, fuck. Like, I knew that it was not that far away from... Like, it was... It's It was seven weeks ago. Yeah. Like, today, basically.
1: And you still rode vans.
0: Yeah, I rode vans, like... Yeah, six weeks after I broke my foot and... Which, like... I'm really psyched that I was able to do. To pat but, on the back. It's yeah. a testament
1: to the, who you are as well because you... You train to like not only if you physically fit in yourself but like to recover as well yeah like that that goes to show that like seven weeks later after a broken ankle you're back killing it kind of yeah
0: i just it's just funny like the way what you were saying there like it just definitely um i found that break to be it was obviously a real bummer but at the same time like Mentally, now you can recover a lot faster, I feel like, or at least for me. Like, I know that I've had a lot of people, like some of my friends say they hurt themselves and they basically fall off BMX completely. But for me, I just was like, oh, fuck, I'm back riding again. Yeah, I haven't lost anything. I'm fucking do, I'll just do whatever I can, whatever I can do normally. Like, which is, I think people can probably feel the same way. Like, if they actually jump back on their bike after an injury, they're probably oh, like, oh, shit, turns ooh. out I can do this pretty fucking yeah. comfortably. Well, going back to the whole
1: work thing and your focus and where you where your focus is at. So if you are thinking about work and so you do get injured, you're like, man, I can't afford to get injured again. Like, so you, your mindset shifts as you get a little bit older, especially if you have kids and stuff like that. But I think that, like, like I was saying, you don't have to progress you just gotta be back on your bike and I know it's hard for a lot of dudes because you go to a session and people are killing it and you think you can just drop back in and do what you used to be able to do but I think even you know in your for an example say you had a hurt your ankle and you're like a lot of people are like no man I'm 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 done and they turn off the bike and they let three months pass and that turns into six months and then before you know it, they're, they're out of the scene and then they feel this pressure that, you know, that they haven't ridden in forever that, oh man, I just can't do what I used to do. And they don't bother with BMX. It's like, it's baby steps. And like, once yeah. you realize you've hurt yourself a couple of times, I think we've learned the hard way that that's matured me. That'd it be like, man, I'm, I'm always going to ride for the rest of my life. doesn't matter how old I get and how broken I get. It's like riding still comes before work essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But work, you still make money. Like, yeah so it's just it's just a shift in what you think about and how you prioritize your life and yeah. but it's always like baby steps for me man you come back and you just and I learned the hard way it's like if you break yourself and then come back and think you can do everything you're gonna break yourself again <laughs>
0: yeah
1: and then it's a roller coaster all over again it's that mental struggle it's like if you just baby step it's almost like learning how to ride again and you get psyched again it's
0: like yeah yeah the pulling the deck manual yeah, feels good it's yeah it's
1: fucking rad
0: yeah I know what you mean yeah, it's um because the with the whole like stepping away from riding like I can see where people beat themselves up because it's just it is it is easy to make yourself feel like I just can't ride to the level anymore especially if you have an injury like but then the little BMX demon you know is always wanting you to ride you always have this yeah. weird feeling like your day wasn't completed or you know your week feels shitty or something and that's exactly where that baby step bmx comes in handy because fuck you can jump on your bike and you might even just go jump some fucking curbs or something but like you come back and you are like, oh fuck that was refreshing like, yeah yeah it's it's fucking funny A, man how you can just forget that like simple bmx can be really fulfilling you know yeah but if if you never do it then no, That's and where I think it's, it's you start beating yourself up, you know. It's crazy because, like, even in the last, you know,
1: three months, I haven't been riding as much as I'd like. And like, I think we've talked about it before, but your mental state changes too. Like, you just, like, without knowing it, you kind of just go into this slip where your your focus isn't the same. Like, I feel like BMX does a lot for me that I don't realize because when I do stop riding, then. My world, the plates change, and I, I feel like there's this, this slip in my life. Like you know, like work might not be going as well all of a sudden, and then my relationships might not be going as well as all of a sudden, and I feel like BMX is that backbone for me, that like really holds everything together. That if I am riding each week and just getting one session in, and then I catch up with one of the homies, and that's like, without even knowing it, but that does so much that's yeah. bigger than BMX it's like yeah so to anyone that's ever thinking that you should like even Act Jam for instance like people should come to Act Jam and have a ride yeah like because it's not about you know like there's obviously a lot of big name dudes turn up and stuff like that but it's about the weekend and getting together with the homies and then I guarantee you'll leave that weekend stoked
0: yeah for like,
1: sure turned up it'll be just one of the best weekends of your life because yeah. it's just like everybody's there you catch up with everybody You
0: feel good because you have a ride. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like that Act Jam is, like, just for BMX. You know, like, it's not... I mean, we give away a shitload of money, but it's not just, like, best riders. And that's why I like when Fiddy and shit rocks up, you know, like... He hasn't ridden for that long, (laughs) but he's, you know, does, like, a couple runs, and he looks good. Like, he looks sick riding.
1: Yeah.
0: And then everyone's like... Almost more psyched to see someone that hasn't been riding as much just jump back on their bike and, like, yeah, yeah,
1: it's so you true. can see the
0: smiles and shit, exactly, like, exactly, man. Yeah, it's it's such a good vibe for that sort of thing. Yeah, it brings a lot of uh
1: dudes out of the, out of the woodwork, which is sick. And I'm mad props to you and Rhys for just sticking it out each year, um, like, because it, it, I think it's. Bigger than what you even see, I think it's, like, I guarantee there's people leaving that thing feeling pumped. And I'm sure that's what you're you're doing it for. That's the motivation behind it. But Yeah, maybe, completely. Like, I think that it goes unnoticed. For everybody, kind of thing. It's just that, that unwritten, like, stoke level is up. <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah. I want to talk to you about even Act Jam and stuff like that because, um, leading up to it, it and each year we sort of like I feel like I'm I'm a little bit more involved and stuff like that and trying to get some shit happening with ramps and trying to take the stress off you guys but I've sort of unraveled your brain in like the last sort of you know six months about how um there's a lot going on behind the scenes with Act Jam
0: that like yeah. people
1: don't understand and stuff like that and I think that uh like the big one is like obviously um you want to have a sick event regardless but there's all those like these behind the scenes things that you don't get to appreciate like you're always concerned about liability and people sign up to the fact website and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah and that is a big important thing because you you want the stress levels to be down on your end because you guys run the event and you guys don't get to appreciate it because you're so stressed about like those little things <laughs> and and yeah. i think that like I want to know if, like, um, if you're sort of trying to take a bit more of a backseat role as the years go on, and sort of lay off the mic even and give it to somebody else, or you're mm. trying to like, I want you to enjoy the event, and I want to
0: yeah, and I I definitely do. I love the event. I do really like M MC, s like emceeing it still, yeah. for sure. Just because, for me, I think it's important that.
1: The dudes
0: behind it are right behind it, you know? Yeah, but, like, even just, like, to let people know that, like, I appreciate when people come. Like, and I'll say that all the time, and it's always just completely sincere. Like, not trying to blow smoke up anyone's ass. Like, I fucking, like, I can, sometimes I stand back. Like, if everyone's okay after the event, I'll be like, fucking hell, man, like, you guys, like, everyone just gets me so stoked that. it fucking looking around and there's just people from all over the world you know like just yeah, tr- trip yeah. out I I don't want to take a back seat at all I'd actually like to do more to like make it better and risk can attest to this but like the last couple months or last month I've just been like super stressed that like people think the act jam is shit or something like that I haven't done enough to like make it into something and it was actually a pretty funny point like Riss was like, dude, think about last year at Western. Like, I got there, as in Riss got there, he was like, I got there before you did. People were already there riding. I didn't know how to set up the PA. (laughs) (laughs) So we had no music for 20 minutes. You rocked up, put the music on, and that was that. Like, and we started talking on the mic. People, had a great fucking time. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I guess if you say it like that, like
1: it really is the raw essentials. There's it's all just the, people the raw. There, it's just
0: bit like, of music. It like I guess we've done the work, getting everyone there to just get you, people there. You like get that, people there. That's the job. Yeah, done. that's that's what. And for me, like the main thing, of course, is that I want people to be safe, and I certainly don't want to be held liable for someone else's crash which you know hopefully bmx's can understand that like we all ride and things can happen yeah. Yeah, yeah but um i just want people to have a good time and that's why like like the prize money you know a lot of people haven't even given a fuck about like winning prize money but at the same time the reason why i try to make that prize money is so that people get rewarded for their efforts, you know, like, basically, so BMX gets celebrated, and quite often, so that Australian BMXs get celebrated as fucking kick-ass riders, like, I love that, like, pro dudes come to the event, like, no doubt, and it trips me out that, like, Odyssey is sending, like, the Odyssey team here for this one, but, you know, as well as, like, the Fast and Loose boys have come back, and Veach is here and shit, like, such a trip out, but... Like, it's not that they're international pros that make me psych It's more just like more BMXs from further pla- like yeah, further places so away are coming, yeah. and then they're hopefully going to go back and be like, "Do that the best fucking time." Like
1: that's because
0: I I know that people have great times, and I just want to keep for as long as I can continue to make it happen, and as long as things, as long as people are Dude, all you responsible, gotta do is just put you know, it on each like, year? yeah.
1: Dude, you've you've done.
0: It's a full testament
1: to you, you, you and Rhys, because you throw it on every year. You put a fire up. You make this event. People turn up from all over the world, <laughs> and then the event just sells itself. Yeah. And I think that like, it's funny because you kind of try and make it different every year. So it's like maybe that's the pressure, but it's like, it's. Dude, the event's rad. I think that like, the the whole. Situation Is it like it's spread out Over three, four days And it's like A bunch of dudes Doing their own thing In their own time And then they yeah, meet At a skate park yeah. At the end of the day Everyone hangs out And then everyone goes For a drink afterwards Or something yeah. like that Like It's everyone together And I think It's a full testament To you guys Because you guys Have made that That base already and each year it turns up every year. And it doesn't matter whether, you know, if it falls off a little bit, there's still going to be fucking hundreds of people there <laughs> yeah. psyched on BMX. Yeah, that's it, the main thing. Man. And you're going to be spewing that you missed out if you didn't turn up.
0: Yeah. so And that's why I want to make it different every year too, just to make it a bit of a different experience so that people are always like hyped on one year and then hyped on a different year. and dude. just Yeah, I don't know. And I like got to, you know, it's dudes like yourself and Jason Watts that are like keen to help out with ramps and shit because that's not my forte that make it like so that I'm like that's what I love about it too because it's like yeah well I love that you know like for me it's like it again brings this BMX family together like that's essentially what Act Jam is you know like it's not some corporate thing because it
1: goes back to those just the raw roots yeah
0: it's just like Oh, you want to have a fucking jam on like some oh, just get a little extension or, yeah well,
1: like, fucking make it even better,
0: yeah, that's exactly what it is, so. and
1: I love Jace for that. Jace is like willing to like spend his own time to to amp it more and and make it sick, and I think like like he he's spending that out of his own money too, like he's doing like all that wood and stuff like he's and he and his own time and and I think everyone is, you know? Like, mm. you're spending your own time. Like, you're not getting paid to be on the MC. You're not... Yeah, But like these yeah. are BMXers giving back to the community because they want to just turn it up and make a big event and make it something that's, you know, like a little bit last test time, you know? Cause yeah. you want to be... Not that you want to be remembered, you want to remember these events for it being sick. And yeah. it's like, you don't do it for the the money. You don't do it for nothing like that. It's just that fucking rad time.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean we I did an ad or like Backbone did an ad in um, this little BMX scene called Nothing's Wrong I don't know if you've seen yeah it's like an Aussie BMX yeah, yeah. scene Melbourne Crew uh, yeah yeah and we just did an ad where it was like one side it had um, make memories and you could cut it out like a I I did a thing where you'd like you cut out this and then you spray paint it on your bike and. oh and sick yeah it was like Basically, just an instructional thing on cut this stencil out, spray paint on your bike. On the other side of the, of the page, it had like the bike, spray paint, it made memories. Yeah. And, no. for me, like memories is what maybe might be lacking in BMX today a little bit. Like, and, and, you know, hopefully, like the act jam can do something like that. I really would love to somehow work with. BMX Australia or something To make like a competition series Because people You know like As much as people think Competition's a whack Like Might be just because Of the people that are running it Yeah You exactly. know like Fucking Vans Pro Comp Was it, but, sick. it was unbelievable And it's like, run by the right people Yeah And it was Just done Like as For fun. It was done pretty much bare bones Like Of course it was A lot of money that Vans put into Doing Definitely. that But as, by bare bones, I just mean it's like some BMXs rock up, then they don't have security, like it's not like some crazy fucking festival. Yeah. It's just like BMXs rock up, they ride the park, they're pretty loose with like practice, and then people have a great fucking time. And that's where like I think that there is scope to have more of that just happen throughout the year. Yeah. And like, I don't know if it will fully happen, but I really want to try and make it happen where we're doing that, you know. I think like even leading up to the
1: Olympics, it's like for any person out there listening, you should be trying to do more things with BMX and use the Olympics as a as a, a like a backdrop to be like, look, this is a public thing now. It's like on world stage. Yeah. Like let's celebrate it in Australia, especially like you look at the vans comp. And, like, the Australia stop is probably one of the best stops because, you know, the crowd gets behind it and then the, the people turn up and they have a fun time and the Australian scene is rad. Um, so I think, like, there's a there's a calling for an Australian series, I think. Yeah, completely. It's, it's hard because, you know, there's not enough funding in Australia. And I think that, like, if you've got, you know, the right... Everyone in Australia, if you've got all the, all the teams, all the, the shops, everyone behind it, and made this series so it was like a a state by state stop or something like that man you'd have people coming from everywhere yeah I mean, cause it's like Act Jam it's like yeah. if, you, if you're not there you missed it it's and for Australia man like it's it's the glory of the world like it's like beautiful fucking sunset days like fucking
0: yeah.
1: rad scene yeah people drinking beers just like it's good good vibes the whole time
0: yeah yeah, I think there's certainly scope for competitions to come back in that sort of like.
1: And I don't think it should be shied upon to, to no. throw comps. Yeah, like throw a comp. Like I mean, you know, like you're right. People behind it, like you could do
0: something really sick and make yeah. it stand the test time. And and really, I think like the the sick to do something sick, it's not even necessarily that you have to do. You just have to put on the same thing as, like, what the act game is, except you have it a bit more structured. Like, you have, like, all right, it's fucking five people heats. Yeah. it's 45-second runs. And Dude. you got we have a couple of judges. And, man, you do that. And it doesn't even have to be big money straight away, but I think people will still go to it. Like, and then the next year it grows. Like, if you look at the act it's the exact same. Look at a Simple now. Session, man. It
1: started off so yeah. small. We yeah. Now look at It's the world's biggest comp. Like
0: Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, uh, I think there's, I don't know, definitely scope for I want to try and make we'll, that happen.
1: Well, um, even with Act Jam and that sort of thing, I want you to talk about like, uh, you know, like you got some pretty big sponsor this year um, <laughs> yeah. and like how that comes about and maybe that's how the future is looking as far as like if you were to throw comps and stuff like that because there's this interest in BMX all of a sudden that... Was back in, like, the the early 2000s, and then it died off a little bit. But now I think it's, like, it's time to, like, chase those corporate sponsors. Yeah. And make BMAC look sick again. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's not even about being sponsored by a corporate company. Yeah. It's about where well, you collaborate with those people to make it rad. Yeah, to make for
0: the sure. Event. I, uh, I reckon, man, i got to fucking tip my hat to but- to bent spoke, really, because so we got sponsored Act Jam got sponsored by a beer company Canberra beer company called Bent Spoke obviously that's sick but it all sort of came about just because it came about super organically basically like Jason put a tagged him in a story and then next minute he was like talking to the guys via Instagram they told him to come into the brewery he got a couple of cases you know and then he was, he was like, "Oh man, you should uh, meet Tyson." Like we run this jam called the Act Jam, and then like a couple of days later, we're out at the <laughs> at the pub, like the pub that they have, and they just got psyched on it. And I think it just works. That like I think that they are willing to take a chance because they are this this they're a beer company, but they're not too big that they are scared to build with something you know like they they're not just trying to throw a bunch of money at something and try and make money back off it they're like down to you know put in the work to make it happen and I think I don't really I think there's like probably scope to do that with other brands like other you know corporate brands but I think it just again as far as I can you know see anyway you kind of need to work with brands to be like let's do this together let's make this bigger together yeah yeah so that we both can work like we both can uh because then, profit, you, but but we then can... you
1: dive into two different markets as well it's like you're you're not just addressing one audience it's like you're you're blending the two together yeah and it there's
0: and as far as advertisement goes you're reaching more of a market yeah that's right it's like because for them, you know, like they of course like want to reach a new market of people that obviously drink beer, um, which I think is really smart for them and for us. It's like we drink beer already, or like you know BMXers love getting on the piss. <laughs> but like you know, b aren't going to be like, why the fuck are we sponsored by? so-and-so, like... Yeah, it's but like, like it was a, a tampon company. Yeah, it it it's like something that so. just, like, doesn't make sense, of course, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, BMX would be like, what the fuck, but...
1: But this but is kind of going
0: to be celebrated. Yeah, it's, like, super wrapped. celebrated, and I think, like, people going to be hyped. Ones. And then, as well as that, it's, like, a local brand that is down for the cause, like, they're not just some faceless brand, you know, like... Definitely. Which, <laughs> I've kind of changed my tune over the years, like, I used to be... I used to be super anti um, corporate sponsorship, and I don't, by any stretch of the imagination, think that Bent Spoke is a corporate sponsor. However, they are a non BMX brand. I still have met the dude who owns the, the brewery, and he's just a dude who is good at beer. Like, you know, <laughs> he's the longest independent brewer in Australia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, crazy. And, like, you know, the chick is a head of marketing and events, she's just, like, the same age as me and just, like, a cool chick from fucking Jindabyne or something. actually. Wow. So it's not... You don't walk into a boardroom, although we have had meetings in a boardroom, you don't walk into a boardroom and there's, like, a bunch of suits looking <laughs> at you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to my point about the whole of changing my tune on the corporate sponsor thing, like... Like, there was a time, I guess, when BMXs were sponsored by, say, UNIT, who I thought of as, like, a big corporate sponsor that you kind of, like... Which is so far from the, like... You know, I I can't almost believe that I say that out loud. It's just not a brand that I would like to wear and I never have been into it. But I used to be like, fuck, why would you get sponsored by unit? But now I think, like... And I've said this on podcasts before, but if you... If you get a chance to ride Decent Money that's it fuck like if I could sponsor if I if I put on the flyer that this year Act Jam has fucking $30,000 prize money and the main sponsor is fucking McDonald's yeah well looks like a lot of BMX is getting paid you know that's it fuck it like BMX is I mean I think that there's something if you can hold, if you can you know, you if you're still a BMX and you don't like sell what is BMX out, like if you don't sell out on that aspect but you just receive money for riding bikes,
1: Dude.
0: then fucking more power to you. Yeah, like man, 100%. you take the money I mean, people while you're done you can. it
1: time and time and yeah. before us, you know. It's like, exactly
0: what we were just saying about Jimmy the Van, like Jimmy the Van took a Huffy sponsorship. Yeah. Because he saw the opportunity to be like, Oh shit, like yeah, I am this young dude and they want to pay me fucking x amount of dollars and give me my sing- signature. keep bike. riding just to ride
1: and travel more yeah and, and fucking, fucking do fucking, whatever you want
0: yeah that's so important like
1: and I I totally agree I'm, I'm the same I used to turn my nose up to corporate sponsors as well yeah but I feel like as I've gotten older I realized the importance of networking and like building relationships with oh for sure Companies and stuff like that doesn't matter who it is, yeah, and like obviously there's going to be those companies that everybody turns their nose up because it's not fashionable or whatever, but that's part and parcel of growing and being yeah. your own individual person and
0: especially if you if you look at like ninety nine point fucking five percent of the population who are probably doing something that they don't enjoy, like if you walk into Canberra into the city. And you went into the tax office and was like, oh, you like your job? You know, <laughs> like, they like it because they get paid. Yeah, that's But true. they're not like, oh, fucking <laughs> go out on the weekends and vouch for the tax office. And, you yeah, know, like, yeah. they're, just, they're just doing something because they need to get paid. Like, could you yeah. imagine, you know, they and like it, playing golf, but, oh, every week the tax office gives me fucking two grand. Oh, yeah, sick, yeah, like." That's just what BMXs are doing. Like BMXs are sponsored by some company. As long as they're not compromising their like core beliefs and shit, you know. Like, oh, you can be sponsored by Makers, but you got to fucking root a dude like every week yeah. or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'm not really but, into that. Like, like. A lot
1: of the people that are sponsored by energy drinks aren't drinking the drinks, you know. Like they, like it's just a paycheck and it's a symbol. It's like it's advertisement for them. It's like yeah, it's bigger than. It's bigger than the drink. It's bigger than, you know, them. It's that combination to make the network bigger. Yeah. make the BMX side. Like, like, Nigel fucking Silvester, like, like, I have no problem with what he does because he's putting, he's bringing the audience to BMX. Yeah. I don't agree with, like, you know, like, there was, he was on the same money as dudes that were progressing the sport. But he's just a different advertisement for that yeah. company. So he yeah. had a different network that he was chasing. And it's like... And it, that's that's what everyone's going to realize as they get older is that the world isn't what you think it is in BMX. It's, a, it's not about making money or whatever. It's just about building a network and being able to ride for as long as you can.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, let me go. Before I fucking dig myself too much of a hole, the... <laughs> Like, when I say, as long as you're not compromising your beliefs, like, I wouldn't, I would never want to be sponsored by something that I didn't believe in already. Yeah. So, like, me personally, I'd have to I'd do a lot of arming and ironing before, I, like, if I yeah. got sponsored by McDonald's, or it depends on how big the fucking paycheck was, you <laughs> yeah. know, basically. Well, you made that compromise. <laughs> Cause because you're, because you're, if you're, like... McDonald's fucking ten grand a year, mm, nah. But McDonald's million dollars a year. Maybe I can sell some kids on some salads. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you yeah. know, like fuck, like it's. I can totally. Yeah, you don't want to be riding for a nicotine company. Or <laughs> nah, like you. have got to have some pretty strong. You you got to have some convictions that you're willing to stand behind. But there's um certainly well, that's a, at the end of the day, yeah, yeah. like. There's certainly, like, and I've seen, seen people in, in the past, anyway, like, fucking bike companies that are not in BMX, like, or whatever it is, like, wants that you know, if you ride for fucking energy drinks or whatever, like, get the money and fucking ride bikes. That's it. As your job for as long yeah. as you can, you know? And each
1: individual person's got their own steez of what they believe is right and wrong, and so I think it's, like <laughs> like, it's that that line that you're willing to cross and that line that you shouldn't cross is like, that's the end of the day what you're willing to make your money on. Yeah. And you gotta live with that. As soon as you make that, sign that dotted line and make that contract or if you whatever. Yeah. But I think as I've grown in this business aspect of like my own business and stuff and how, and I was talking to somebody the other day is like, and I moved here when I was 18 and BMX was my life. And then from that, I knew nobody here apart from the BMXers. So like I've built a relationship in the 12, 13 years I've lived here, to now I have relationships in the trade, the workforce, yeah. that are BMX, but it's also from everybody that I've met along the way. Yeah, yeah. And now I realize Canberra is this massive hub for work. It's like, it's never gonna die because of the public service system. But, like, in building networks and and just being a dude that wants to be open to conversation and wanting to learn things, you can go so far. Yeah. And Canberra, as a as a city, is growing so rapidly. So, I'm stoked that Ben Spoke has, like, taken its time to be involved in an event like Act Jam because they probably are thinking the exact same thing as the way I think. It's, like, it's about networking and building the city – because if you build the city, you get more of a following and then the event gets bigger and they get a bigger name. And it's just that, like, you, your base is right next to you. It's like, it's that network beside you that you, if you go and say hello to your neighbor, you will have a better community. It's just like, yeah, it's yeah. that sort of vibe. Of, yeah, it's very true. And I think it, with Akjam, it's like, there's no reason for the future to be, like, targeting. And I'm not saying you guys do it, but, like, maybe now that you've opened up a door for like bigger sponsors to come in and be like look we're and like we are Canberra to be advertised on you know like and be I think showcase Canberra but then even like for anybody else that's doing a a a comp series or a jam or something like that be involved with your community because like it's 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 bigger than you think it's like that whole environment can make or break you like it's it's and probably make you more than anything
0: yeah yeah yeah, it's man. I won't go into the specifics of of that too much, but I totally agree. Like, the more you <laughs> even have, you know, an open mind and a friendly demeanor, and and you interact with the community around you, like it's crazy how far things will go. I mean, for example, like the whole the whole lost vintage thing, you know. Yeah, that's just sneaky
1: thing coming off it of actually yeah okay. yeah it's
0: it's just some limited stuff that's gonna be so pretty. what is
1: Lost Vintage for people that aren't
0: oh uh, yeah so Lost is just a it's just a vintage store so they sell sick like uh, second vintage, hand tees. vintage tees you know all the all what all the cool kids are wearing <laughs> and they do like limited that's why I don't know where to show yeah these. like uh, limited shit you know like they might but find yeah. some old supreme clothing or like
1: yeah, fucking right. found
0: some like they find like some Gucci shit or whatever. Like,
1: yeah,
0: they're just super on fine like hunting down that
1: yeah
0: cool vintage shit. And, and they've been around
1: for a little bit now.
0: They're doing their yeah. So they they've been open for just over a year, I think, or or, or around a year. And they they actually were a clothing brand. They got sold in Trilogy, that's case the skate oh, store yeah. in the city. Yeah, and then. uh shauna who is the owner and she used to work in trilogy yeah. she left and then she was like about to go into like child care or something like she was about to you know go to school and become like <laughs> yeah. maybe a teacher or something like that or a nurse i can't yeah. quite remember but then um one of her friends i was actually tomo was like dude like your life is fucking you've got yeah like not even vintage clothes like your life is uh, kind of like streetwear and fashion like what are you doing like
1: yeah
0: you should be opening your own shop and she was like fuck fucking (laughs) like struck a chord with her and then like apparently a couple months later boom she opens lost vintage which is just in braddon but yeah she's um she hit us up just to do a collab but that's kind of what i'm saying like it just was from being going into chulo to you know like check out some skate stuff and you know being friendly and having combos and then all of a sudden now we're able to work with another local business to make it happen and i think that's like just important like to be able to keep an open mind on those sorts of things because you never know where it'll lead you you definitely. know definitely like i'm sure you've probably met people that you're now doing jobs for that you may have just fucking met like
1: yeah it's so like <laughs>
0: cafe or something you know like or mate a friend of a friend or yeah. fucking something and you're just open to the idea
1: and it's crazy because like you know in Canberra it is a really small community but yeah. I think that um, shops like Lost Vintage has kind of created its own avenue and stuff like that yeah in the, in the same avenue that Backbone has sort of made their own culture and I think like collaborations like that are important because it, it bigger than the community it kind of makes Canberra on the map a little bit more it's like you know Backbone is all across the world recognised for like trail riding and stuff like that but Lost Vintage is like that if you tap into markets that are a bit niche and stuff like that you there's a bigger audience that you can not a bigger audience, but like a really, it's like that culture change that you really want to change. It's like yeah. you want to you want to leave your mark on Canberra yeah. in the right way. It's not like going down this corporate path and be sponsored by a fucking Kmart or something like that. <laughs> but like you can do something different that's sick and you're stoked on. Yeah, Canberra will respond
0: yeah. to that sort of stuff. I think, and like,
1: it, it changed. Like we we talk about it all the time that I think the BMXs changed the culture in fashion in the last 10 years. Yeah. Because you used to never be able to get in with, like, skate shoes and stuff on. And maybe with skateboarders as well, but there was that alternative scene and then all of a sudden people were wearing, like, tall tees and stuff. And it was, like, you know, it just... And, like, vintage tees and fucking whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. But now you walk down the street and I could almost... Pass anybody and think maybe you're a BMXer. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe.
0: You yeah, do that. That do flannel, that. man. You look like a fucking Hessian. Yeah, like, yeah. You, look, yeah, like, you really. look like a BMXer. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. It's it is crazy how like cultures like BMX can shape general public.
1: Yeah,
0: and that's why I've always been excited what you do with your
1: your backbone stuff because it's so different to everything else and it's sick. And imagine if you, like, I can't wait to see what you do with this Lost Vintage stuff because I think that's a relationship that's going to grow a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. It won't stop at whatever, this little one thing that you do, it, there's an opportunity there for you to, to, yeah. to dive into a different market as well.
0: Or I can say, I mean, <laughs> this Lost Vintage does limited shit and this is going to be some limited fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to want to have to jump on quick, smart. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. What Just are we talking about? How many? F- uh, five. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. There's like 500 people coming. Yeah, yeah, well. Dude, you've probably got two of them two already. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I know that's like Mel Mel was like, fuck, I'm going to want to buy one. <laughs> I feel like Russell's probably going to want to buy one. That's, that leaves three. <laughs> so it'll Man, be. And f- behind demand, you got to get in early. All these people are coming to
1: make sure you keep an eye out for whatever they're doing
0: yeah yeah it'll be fun it's gonna be I don't know we'll see because
1: I love that about what you do with backbone as well like I think that you never really repeat a print like
0: try not to I mean we do repeat you stuff, do but...
1: but you try and keep it to one colorway for yeah and you yeah. might only order 40 t-shirts in yeah and that's it yeah and like Sure enough, you might have some in stuff for a little bit, but, like, once they're gone, everyone sort of, like, goes, man, I wish I still had that T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's gone. Like. Yeah. yeah. And that's I, time, you know, that's the culture. That's You've created a change in the right ways. It's like, you know.
0: Yeah, you need a, to have that shit. There's yeah. fucking people are psyched that they got that T-shirt when it came out. Otherwise, definitely. like, you missed it, you know. Definitely. I love that about, like, I love the... I, I do really like the culture that Supreme created with that whole, like, they make stuff and it's only this limited. amount. Yeah, we're yeah. not doing it again. And obviously, like, all the hype beast type crew jump on and then it gets a bit crazy with resellers and shit like that. But the the premise is there where it's like... Yeah, I've been hocking shit out the back of my house with <laughs> <those> Backbone <laughs> T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I resell I resell my old Backbone T-shirts, 250 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like yeah. that sort of idea, yeah, you know, man. like people have t-shirt backbone tees for like fucking 10 years. Like I saw dudes that have like original, one of the first designs that I've done. Yeah. Like people walk into the store with it on and shit. Man. I like that. Like
1: Definitely. It's pretty timeless, thing. man. It's,
0: it's, it's a testament to that era. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think it needs to happen more. I think you need to... Like, I've always said it, you need to do more limited tees, you just need to, like... (laughs) And I know it's, like, money at the end of the day and stuff like that, but, like, Backbone is a brand that is idolized by a lot of dudes and, like, people are buying t-shirts over in, like, wherever, across the world. Yeah. And, like, if you ever... Like, I bumped into a dude in in Malaga and he was wearing a Backbone t-shirt and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's (laughs) so sick. Yeah. And, like, he knew all of us. It was, like, it was cool, like... Yeah, yeah. And I'm like,
0: man, like, it's a community at the end of the day. Dude, that's the funny thing about this whole, uh... This whole coffee thing that we're doing at the moment, actually. Because, you know, obviously BMX is... It always trips me out. The Backbone is, you know... Idolized. yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like, people like us from across the world like it definitely trips me out um but now like now that we're singing coffee at the shop like I'm getting to expose like cause there's photo, the photo you doing the gap to rail at ANU oh yeah and people know ANU yeah but people don't know BMX yeah so
1: know. but people
0: come into the shop for coffee because they're maybe a little bit intrigued, or maybe they're even scared, but they just really want to drink coffee.
1: They're fucking tonguing
0: for a Yeah, photo, just. <laughs> black magic. <laughs> man. Yeah, tongue for the black magic. <laughs> but we are now breaking down these barriers where people are waiting for coffee and they're like, wow, these are really cool photos. And I'll be like, yeah, that's, that's at the ANU. I don't know if you ever, oh, no way. I've been. I remember that place, I used to go and see bands there all the time. Yeah, yeah, I said, Yeah, that's my friend and I'll explain like because they don't know anything about riding. Yeah. And I said that he's jumping from this top section and down and landing on this rail. And, Could they're, it. <laughs> and they're like just so can't even fathom it. And then I'll be like, Yeah, these are really great photos and I'll be like, Yeah, like Oh thanks. Like I shot this photo and Yeah. This photo's actually of me, like
1: and you can't believe it, hey, like that, that good of a photo is taken by someone you're talking to right in front
0: of you or Yeah, they're like tripping that. out because it's like or that I dude think, in that photo is you right there. And yeah. It's like what yeah. the
1: fuck you're twenty feet me, Yeah,
0: and it's sick because I don't think people have that in their lives generally. Like if we see photos of each other, yeah, you know, like I'm always like, dude, that's a sick fucking invert, or you know, yeah, like yeah. sick turn down, or fuck, can't believe the ice pick or whatever. But you know what you're looking at, yeah. and it's sick. So they but they, they are down. like, wow, these are like professional photos. Yeah, you know, like I've never really fucking t- professional BMX. Yeah, it, right? like, <laughs> like I don't think people really have that too much in their in their own, like in just regular culture where, nah. like, I've seen professional. Professional photographers, you know, like um, and their photos and they're like not very good, but in bmx like everyone like a lot of people have that eye, they yeah. know how to take great photo yeah, they have friends that shred, you know, like guaranteed that you've got some good photos of your friends that are shredding, and yeah yeah they're just up on our wall, but because these general public coming in it's like, what. And I love that, like, now Canberra is getting recognized as something even more different for a lot of Canberrans. Like, they're coming in, like, because we sell quite a lot of coffee every day now. Yeah. And people are just tripping out on, they love BMX, and, you know, like, dudes are buying race jerseys and shit because they ride mountain bikes. Yeah, like, yeah. But they're totally down to, like, watch fucking Have Fun Die Trying on the on the telly while they're waiting for coffee. Man. like. You know, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is my mate. Like, oh, this dude's actually from Belconnen, like, or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And I love making, you can kind of almost tell like, that you're making their day a little bit. Like, oh, dude. Because they're just not exposed to anything like that. It's like fucking learning And about they can aliens. relate to people that camera's on the map a little bit. And yeah. And it's like, I know that spot. Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. Yeah. If you can point to something that they can understand, that they walk past every day, and then you're like, yeah, this is what my friend did there. Yeah trip out on it but
1: yeah like and I love that in the shop because you walk in and it's like you know it's, and and I like there's only a limited amount of photos on the wall because then it draws your eye to those particular pieces but I you could span that wall yeah. and people would be just in all, all day long yeah. and then you could do the whole wall and just dudes that are from Canberra or our crew or yeah. people that come to Act Jam and it's just like but I like that it's just you know like it's just a, a select few because it highlights the photographer as well as the trick as well as the spot yeah all of that in one and I think that's what we've always grown up with BMX that's why we read magazine because you just like idolized it you understood it but in, in, in the same token like you walk in the backbone, it's like
0: these are just camera people yeah just shredding yeah like, I love that just you know I, I always have like proud fucking dad moments when I'm
1: <laughs> you know like when <laughs> yeah. people are
0: looking at photos that they yeah the people don't write
1: or did it kills me Shit like that? On a little bit of a side note, it kills me that that rail's not there anymore. <laughs> because it's like
0: I want to gap ice it.
1: <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> could always be up, you know one up at some point, but it it's it, it eats at me because like there's like Canberra's changing at a whole, and it's like developing new spots and stuff like that. But there's these iconic spots that have been shut down. And then now they're gone and it's like nobody ever got to see the spot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think like, dude, you you drive down Northbourne and you know that Ruben Wall ride and you could walk up to it and like, Ruben was here the other week and I'm like, man, it's just like however many years ago that was and it's still here and you still know it's Ruben's Gap
0: and anybody can
1: drive down and go like, what the fuck? Like, that's fucked up. Yeah.
0: it's Damn, like, that would have been a sick photo to get him standing underneath the Ruben I Dude, it's... Shit. Yeah, he's, he's always in Canberra, but... Yeah, I mean, it'd be cool to get get a photo of him there next time. He's a... Uh, but that's the thing,
1: you travel the world, man, and it's like, it's sick that Canberra... I was talking to Matt Cordova about, like, he's never been to Canberra, and I'm like, man, just, just... Canberra is its own little time capsule. You drive around and it's like spots everywhere... That even at the skate parks, now that Act Jam's even gotten to the, the magnitude of what it is, it's like, oh, fuck, they did that there? Like, it's like... And ever since I grew up, I idolized Canberra for that reason. It's like the dudes have always pushed Canberra because Canberra's always got the backdrop to provide the spots and it's always got, like, the scene to to... Remembered, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think that will never die. No, but it's a shame. All these spots are s- like slowly, Canberra's developing into this newer, fucking cleaner, si- like city. Yeah, and it's fucking losing all these six spots. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a sad day when Transact gets demolished. To- yeah, dude. I thought they were gonna do it at one point. No, yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> Ruben's
0: still there. The legacy still goes on. That'll never die though. Yeah, yeah. The man. They just need to leave the city grungy. Well, there's some <laughs> yeah. spots. You know what's crazy? I was. Um, it's so funny when you drive past somewhere every day and then something clicks and you're like, fuck, that's where it was. Because I was driving past, you know, in Belconnen, there's like the that bank up across the road from on your bike and you can do the gap, or like people have done the gap tour, like Jacko did the gap tour. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize I was where your gap to wall was in the video. Oh, when yeah. Nose off the, and then off the ledge. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. bench. bench. Yeah. Fuck. What a trip out. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was like, because, yeah. you know, driving on the road, you can't really see it. And it was just that one point where I'd slowed down. Because I'm always sort of like, fuck, what are the spots in there? Yeah. And I was like, no shit, that's the spot, dude. But, dude,
1: I fan out. Like, you travel anywhere across the world. Like, I've been to Barso and have my mind blown because you rock up and you're like fuck that's like you're never there all the time so you never really notice it but it's like even when I go to Sydney if you go to Brisbane wherever it's like every day somebody's leaving a little bit of a legacy on that yeah. landmark you know like it's yeah, like yeah. it's kind of like that's a testament to that rider and that time and whatever and yep. like man if you know your culture if you know your spots and I think like street riders like pay attention to it because you don't want to be like doing the same trick on that same spot yeah so like you're always in the back of your mind you're always paying attention but like when it comes to something that's pretty sick you're like man that spot's sick and you just really take a moment and be
0: like fuck that's fucked up at the same time yeah I love that man I love the um yeah the the history that just some random place creates for BMXs yeah so good man we um We gotta fucking keep making this (laughs) happen.
1: We gotta ride. Like I said, man. And the reason I want to do this street video for myself, my personal thing, is like I've learned that that's where I can leave. And this is maybe maybe a bit gay, but I can leave my biggest legacy. And it's like because like I've grown up in Canberra and I drive around everywhere. I'm like, man, if you can leave your mark on where you grew up and stuff like that. And like at a skate park it can kind of be one up and it can kind of be oh, whatever. For sure, but yeah. like and no doubt on street it can be one up too, but like like I think that like if you can leave your mark on street, it's it's like forever kind of thing. Yeah. So like, yeah. And it's the same with park, but like I think it's street no, it's more personal for me. It's like I wanna be able to like have spots that I'd be like, yeah, I did the best I could on
0: that particular spot. Yeah. And yeah. I know what you mean. Certainly, um, I was actually thinking about how, like, we'll probably go to Act Jam and Corey Walsh will do that fucking 6-6, <laughs> six to six, like, just warming up. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Know,
1: you know, like... No one's going to turn up to Act Jam next year once Corey's come through and we'll shut the place down. Yeah. Yep. Insane. Yeah. But that's, a, that's what I feel is the progression of sport. Like, you go to 5Doc and I watch every year... I'm like, what else can you do at five FiveDoc? And yeah. it just gets just, gnarlier man. and gnarlier and bigger and taller. It's like, it's it's a fucking, it's it's progression. Like when you, back in the day, you used to think, what else can be done in BMX? And still, people are just
0: doing shit. And yeah. Fucking- man, uh, Vish let me in on like the Corey Walsh maneuver that he did while he was fucking up in sydney and holy shit oh really uh, yeah i gotta tell you when we're off at <laughs> <that>. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> shit dude it's so gnarly but anyway yeah maybe we can um leave it there and yeah, mm. let's leave it at that reconvene we'll get back yeah
1: and uh maybe i'll give it up bmx after tyson tells me what's going on
0: with
1: <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> no it's not on the streets so you're good oh fuck. <laughs> sweet i got a little bit of time then awesome fuck yeah